Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome, welcome to another show. Welcome to DistractedDriversBusted.com. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, Facebook is DistractedDB. And, well, you know how to find me on the podcast shows, don't you? iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword Distracted DB. Okay, really lots to go over. Um, I'm just speaking about California right now, but from what I have seen in other states, we have another pandemic on our hands. And I'm talking about distracted driving, DUIs, hit and runs. I have several different stories today. Not to mention... I have to get into the top story of last week. That is coming up in relatively short time. I got to let you know that this is now starting to get really on my nerves. Every day I watch the news. Every day I hear the same stuff. I'm not talking about just for the simple fact that, yes, I was stuck in traffic for two and a half hours last Friday. I do not anticipate another two and a half hour journey home. This Friday, I decided I'm going to take an alternate route. The route is a little farther, but for some reason, traffic keeps moving. So I would rather drive a little bit farther with less potential of any kind of crashes that can slow me down. Because once you're on a 91 freeway and there is a crash, there is like one, two, three exits that you could take. And they're like four or five miles apart from each other. And in that four or five miles, it might take you 20, 30, 40 minutes just to get to the next exit. So I'm not going to chance that. If I take another way, if I go down to five south, I have a lot more exits to go that I can use as an alternative. And I'm thinking I might do that. Sure, it's 10 miles farther. It might take me another 15, 20 minutes, but I would rather do that than do a two and a half hour or two hours and 24 minute drive home each and every Friday. Uh, and the thing that astonishes me the most here is the fact that early mornings, 
now that people are starting to go back to school possibly, uh, yeah, traffic is starting to just, let's just say it's not cooperating. And you still have the drivers out there driving 100 and some miles an hour, zigzagging in and out. I must warn you, do not do that because I know that California Highway Patrol is going to be having some speed traps set up and they're going to be also in unmarked cars. That's the only thing I can tell you. That's the only thing that was relayed to me. So therefore, uh, I'm going to go with that. It's up to you to decide on what you want to do. And if you end up doing something that you shouldn't have and I drive by you, yeah, I'm going to smile. And I'm going to say, they got you. That's the only thing I can tell you. Coming up, we're going to have the top story from the previous show. All right, coming up is going to be the top story from the previous show. And honestly, this one here is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. What we're going to do is take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, yeah, we'll go ahead and hit that sounder for the top story of the previous show. And from there, it's wide open with the new stories. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Thank you for listening. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh, Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but... Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. Okay, so here we go. Before we get into the top story, I must convey this news to you right now. If you're listening to this podcast, I will be posting a short 15-minute video this upcoming weekend. 
on Sunday. Now, the exact time, I, I don't know, but I will let everybody know roughly. It's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 11 or 12 uh, Pacific time. So on the East Coast time, I guess that would be closer to 2 or 3, somewhere around there. Then everybody else can adjust accordingly to their time zone. Uh, I have my studio set up now. Uh, I'm going to post a video, and it's going to go on my YouTube channel, and you can get my YouTube channel by going to YouTube, typing in Distracted Drivers Busted TV Show. And apparently it will come up that way. That's what I've been told. And I think I've done it once or twice, so I guess I told myself. Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. You can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, Distracted DB. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, it's now time for the top story from the previous show. Again, this one comes from KTLA. I want to thank them for allowing me to use the sound. And... Think about the last week's show, or what it was, Sunday, Sunday show. Uh, and we had the audio where a tow truck driver who was struck by a distracted driver and kind of left for dead. He's still in the hospital as far as I know as of today. But he may be getting out soon. But here's the thing that really kind of tugs at your heartstrings, if you will. The tow truck driver actually has a simple message for the hit-and-run driver. One, turn yourself in. Two, he gives a message of love, compassion, and forgiveness. I don't know if I could do that, but here it is from KTLA Channel 5 and the tow truck driver who has a simple message for the perpetrator. That horrific hit-and-run accident took place just behind me here on Virgil Avenue in Silver Lake. The city council is offering a substantial award to anyone who can lead us to the suspect. But in the meantime, we were able to speak to the victim in all of this. And he has a message of both seeking justice and offering forgiveness. I suffered broken pelvis, broken femur, broken ankle dislocated shoulder, broken right eye. But I was blessed also at the same time. That's because Gustavo Ventura is alive after surviving a horrific hit-and-run accident. It happened more than a month ago on February 6th here along Virgil Avenue in Silver Lake. Gustavo is a tow truck driver, and he was working on removing a disabled vehicle. He was wearing a reflective vest, and his tow truck lights were on. But a driver heading southbound in a red sedan didn't stop, didn't even slow down. Gustavo was thrown more than 35 feet in the air, landing in the back of his tow truck. I hopped up in the back of the tow truck and uh, took my belt and then uh, got up in his groin and like cinched it out, like rodeo, just kind of rodeoed his, his, uh, his, his artery off. Gustavo was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Doctors say the father of three will walk again, but he will need months and months of rehab. And because of COVID, his friends and family can't be by his side as he takes his first steps towards recovery. We can't physically be there for him emotionally, and we we support him through FaceTime, but that's not enough. 
Meanwhile, detectives have run into some dead ends in this investigation. They need someone to come forward because what could have been deemed as an accident is now a felony hit and run. When a collision occurs, it's not a crime. It only becomes a crime when people uh, flee the scene. Wherever you are, I forgive you. I forgive you. And even though you don't believe this, I love you. God loves you. So please, do the right thing. Don't continue to fight it. Just do the right thing and turn yourself in. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, again, that was the top story from the previous show, and it comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the audio. And again, that was the top story from the previous week. Okay, so now let's talk about what could potentially be the top story from for next week's show. And this story comes from ABC7 here in Los Angeles, and it was a very terrible crash. Again, anytime I'm talking about any of these stories, it's never a good thing. I would like to have a good story every now and then. That would help. It would make me feel a lot better. But stories like this, it's not helping at all. And this story comes from uh, ABC7 in Los Angeles. But they are talking about a story that happened in San Diego where a crash potentially hit into a homeless shelter area. Three dead and six injured. And here's a story from ABC7 in Los Angeles. Eyewitness News with live breaking news. Right now at 1130, we do have breaking news. A deadly crash in downtown San Diego. And we have new information. Nine people were hit by a station wagon and three of them have been killed. Video from the scene shows covered bodies, several people being treated by medics. It happened around 9 this morning, and it was under a bridge near San Diego City College. From the video, it appears as if this was a homeless encampment. A few moments ago, we heard from the San Diego fire chief. Well, we had three dead on scene that were triaged here. Uh, we transported two immediates and another three to the hospitals. We had a total of nine patients here today. Um, crews did the best they could with, with the resources there. Um, it, again, a very tragic emergency and incident that uh, impacts all of us. A driver was detained, is accused of driving while impaired. But again, nine people were hit in that East Village neighborhood in downtown San Diego. And sadly, three of them have died. All right, and again, that story came from ABC7 here in Los Angeles. Nine people hit. Nine people were run over. Nine people's lives are not what they used to be a couple of hours before this crash. And yet, at least the driver was detained. And was there alcohol? I presume, presume I believe so. I was going to say something else, but I can't pronounce the word right now because I'm a little upset here. But here's the thing. It, it, the problem is, is we have to start doing something about it. We can't have a district attorney who's going to let people off the hook. I know that's happening out here in California. I don't know about any other states, but here in California, uh, they're letting this guy out. I mean, he's he's just letting people go. I mean, I've heard of people that were severely injured by a hit-and-run driver, killed even, and they want to give the driver a second chance. 
The problem I have with that is there is no second chance for the victim. Just keep that in mind. All right, when we come back, oh, yes, a lot more to go on over. A lot more to go on over. A story from Florida. And you won't believe on another story how a 13-year-old boy got behind the wheel. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's Distracted DB. The shows you can get on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword Distracted DB. You can get all my archive shows there. And I appreciate everyone who downloads and listens to the show. And if I can help you save one life, if you pass this show on to somebody else who could potentially be a distracted driver or could potentially be one of the few that are not really paying attention to how the roads and the vehicles go, let them know about the show. Hey, we're all here together. We want to make life better for each and every individual. We shouldn't hear about what happened in the, in the previous uh, story down there in San Diego. We shouldn't hear that kind of stuff, but yet we do. And when we do, I'm going to talk about it. And I hope... That one day, you know, I'm just guessing here that I wouldn't have to do these kinds of podcast shows. I'd rather do something about politics or sports or something like that. Just, you know, I'll even talk about homemaking, baking a pie. I can do that. I'll talk about anything. I just don't want to talk about these disasters anymore because no one's life 
is irrelevant. Everybody's important. Everybody is important. And that it's just that's just the way it is. All right, here's a story that I got from Florida from uh, WJXT4, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use your sound. As a matter of fact, I've used these guys before in the past, and and somehow, oh, this is the one that I had, right? Okay, this is a store. This is a station that carried when that uh, police officer arrested that lady in the school, which I still got to reach out to that district to see if I can get that police officer on the air because that lady, that was like seven minutes to eight minutes of just pure hell, you know, and I, and that female officer maintained her cool all the way across. So again, this story comes from WJXT4 and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But again, what happens? A car gets destroyed late at night. Developing now at 9, a car crashed into a home in Harborview on Jacksonville's north side. These are images from the scene from earlier. As bad as the damage looks, thankfully, no one was hurt. And this is video of the road where that home was. Neighbors say that this is unfortunately not the first time this has happened. Here's another look at the damage from inside the house. Right now, we are still waiting to hear from the sheriff's office about how this car ended up inside. News for Jack's reporter Brittany Muller is live at the scene right now. You know, Brittany, this is wild. You've been there all morning long. Four people were actually inside the home when that car came barreling through it. Zach and one person was on the couch and he says that he had to duck and take a cover to protect himself. All four people inside at the time are okay. Take a look at this damage. There's wires hanging down. The meter is over here. The family has no running water. So it's a big mess out here and they're going to be working to clean up this mess. And if we come over here, we can see right through the living room where this happened. And you can see it's a big mess. The resident I spoke with, he doesn't want to be identified, but he says that this is not the first time that a car has come crashing through his home. It happened two and a half years ago at this same location. He also says it happened to his neighbor just two weeks ago. And if we turn the camera this way, we can see those tire marks from Clyde Drive, and this has been an ongoing issue in this area. This family is now pleading with the city, city council members to make some changes to protect his family, to protect the neighbors, and also city council has been listening to people about a petition about them addressing issues off Sutel Drive, which is right around the corner from where we are on Clyde Drive, and residents in this area are concerned that they're, the city is addressing the wrong problem. So I did reach out to City Councilwoman Brenda Priestley-Jackson to find out more information about this. But what you're looking at now is video sent in by the residents here of the car just smashing in to this home. It happened around midnight. Officers were out here and the tow truck removed the car. So listen to what the homeowner has to say. We got schools in the area. We got children walking back and forth. We need some help with speed around here in Clyde Drive. We need to go out winding roads. 
And you can see some of this debris, the cinder blocks making it dozens of feet away from where the car smashed into the home, causing more damage to their car in their driveway. So no word yet about the people that were inside of the vehicle that smashed into the home. Although the resident here said there were two people, a man and a woman. So we have reached out to Jacksonville Sheriff's Office as well as the city council members to find out more information. So as soon as we learn more, of course, we will keep you updated. Reporting live this morning from the north side, Brittany Muller, Channel 4, the local station. And again, that story comes from WJXT4, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But it kind of sounds like the reporter went ahead and reached out to the uh, city and the council, uh, city council, step up. I'm asking you guys to step up and do the right thing. This guy lost his home. This guy lost his home, I should say. He lost his home. Somebody in his family almost died. They were sleeping on the sofa. What What does it take? See, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like really kind of torn because I'm thinking that this kind of stuff should be on the first burner, not the last burner in the corner because it has to be a hot story and I need somebody to go out there and get something done. If it was the city members or the council members' home, you can guarantee you the next day something would have been addressed. They would have voted on something to get some kind of reduced the speed limit there, put some kind of barrier guards up around there. It would have been done the next freaking day. Let's just cut it as it is. It is that's the way I see it, and I know that that's exactly what would happen. This guy lost his home. Let's step up and do the right thing. Uh, again, that story comes from WJXT4, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Now here's a story that really kind of impacts me very hard because how did a 13-year-old boy who should have been in school or at least being homeschooled get behind the wheel and end up causing a deadly crash? Now a family is grieving and they're seeking justice. And this story comes from WBIR, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. He is 13 years old. He should have been in school. A grieving family is left with questions after a 13-year-old driving a car was involved in a deadly crash. That teenager is now charged with vehicular homicide. Tonight, the victim's family in Nashville is remembering his life and asking how something like this could happen in the first place. Here's reporter Marissa Sulik. People remembered our dad. When the Cheatums think of their father, David Cheatum, they remember his compassion for his family and everyone. Our dad was the most healthiest 71-year-old man you would have ever met. He would ride a bike to work on snow days. And he took care of me. His wife, Janice, of 53 years, says David went to pick up tools at this O'Reilly Auto Parts down the street from their house on Nolensville Pike. I wanted to go with him, and he said, no, you just stay here and rest. You see, Janice is recovering from a heart transplant. He left at 842. And I noticed every 30 minutes, he always called to check on me. But when David didn't call, this time she worried. So I picked up and I called him, I called him, I called him. And it started going to a recording. Little did she know this was the scene down the street. The scene after this moment. David Cheatham pulls out of the O'Reilly parking lot when a white car driven by a 13-year-old slams into him, 
his car crashing into that pole. After that, Janice got the call from police saying her husband was killed. It was so hard, I just lost. Why wasn't he in school? He is 13 years old. He should have been in school. While this family questions what happened, they remember this man, a man with compassion for others. If he had met this young man out on the street, he probably would have helped him. And the 13-year-old is facing charges in juvenile court. Police say the boy was fleeing the scene of another hit-and-run crash when that deadly wreck happened. All right, and this story came from WBIR Channel 10 out there in Nashville, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. And you know, this is disturbing. The kid, the kid just fled another hit-and-run, ends up driving down the road, crashes into this young gentleman, 71 years old, go, who went to the auto parts store to pick up some parts for his car to go back and work on it. And then this is what ends up happening. We can't run errands anymore because of something's going to happen. When is this going to stop? You did it, an adult crime. You did an adult crime there, young 13-year-old. You need to pay the price, or your parents need to pay the price. This family needs answers. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Until next week, don't be like the 13-year-old boy. Don't do something stupid. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Put your cell phone in the glove box until you get to your destination. We'll be back next week.